common sense is not so common. Here's some thoughts on that. Thank you for listening to the TBD Network, hosted by my friend, Eddie. He's a great guy. He has great insights, great questions, and he keeps the conversation fresh and interesting. Thanks for listening. My name is Eric from the SDAM, or Severely Deficient Autobiographical Memory Podcast. Thanks, and thanks, Eddie. So I had somebody respond to me from a uh, TikTok post. And I actually made a video. If you follow us on TikTok or follow me on TikTok, you'll see that, uh, I mean, it wasn't, he might've been joking. I'm not entirely sure. It's hard to get context off of text messages, but he, he said, uh, I was talking about that Occam's razor post. And he was saying that he's like, duh, everybody knows that. And when it comes to like <clears throat> logical, critical ways of thinking, I know personally myself, I have never been taught anything that has to do with philosophy. <laughs> growing up didn't learn it in school i didn't learn it i stumbled upon a seneca book with um from my mom had collected when she was cleaning i believe it was they had a they had a cleaning job at one of the colleges and i was re I, it was seneca's morals and i started reading it just because the book looked so old and it was like all tattered and I was, I was like, well, damn, I want to see what this one is, right? Like, <laughs> open the uh, book to the, the ancient grimorum of, of uh, spells and evil texts, you know, like, but no, I was curious, like, I wanted to see what was in the book. So I actually started reading it and I picked up, there was some, some really solid truths in there. And I was, I think I, I, that name always floated around with me, but I never really researched it. And, you know, on the flash forward, you know, geez, I didn't start reading or taking an interest in anything that I learned in school until I was probably my early 30s. Like, it wasn't until I was completely fed up with... The best way to put it is probably put fed up with life. When Until I was completely fed up with life, that's when I started taking an interest in things that maybe don't necessarily connect with the physical realm of reality i don't know and i wouldn't necessarily say spiritual either it's more philosophical in its way because it's not that i'm trying to i'm trying to get in my own head and try to explain to myself why i'm so hard on myself why am i so eh at myself you know what i mean like it's not it's not that that we we wake up every day. Some of us. <clears throat> that's why why rich people are are dissatisfied. Why 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 you could have everything in the world and you're still unhappy. That's something that I'm interested in, and I'm interested in what makes people unhappy. What triggers those reactions? So that's kind of the realm of this podcast, or at least part of the idea that I try to bring out when I when I when I do these. But back on the common sense aspect. To assume that everybody has the same experiences and reality is is kind of an asinine concept. And I'm not attacking that guy because his he had a good point. Like I thought about it and I was like, you know, that's that is true. Everybody should know this. Like this isn't this isn't a a deep this is a, a basic 
law of science. It's the, the law of persimony. So it's it, all it is is saying that often the simplest answer is the best answer. <laughs> Not complicated, right? Like it's it's very, very simple. It's a, It's how you, they're supposed to use that, or I guess we would as humans use that when we're trying to delve into complex idea, ideas when we're placing our our theories through the you know scientific uh, method you think about it you say you know airplanes fly because of magic like that's that's what what makes airplanes fly so what is what is the actuality is it an actuality that the airplane is actually being lifted by angels possible or is it that the airplane is being propelled through the air utilizing the engine and gliding through the sky you weigh the two which one's the most basic answer right like it's and it's not who's to say like i mean you can't really prove that the angels aren't actually there even after the fact i guess <laughs> when you when you think about it but you know that's that's kind of the general idea though is that you're supposed to look when you have two conflicting theories you look at the one that would be the more simple or basic idea. Um, and if you listen to that Occam's Razor episode, you kind of got the history of it. Go back and listen to it if you if you have any questions about it. I did give a, a little brief synopsis on who uh, who uh, Occam was. And um, as William of Occam, actually. Occam is where he was from. But anyway, that common sense aspect is to assume that people understand that when you see fire fire is hot right but how often do you see people touch things that say hush and hot or wet paint right like <laughs> doesn't matter how many people tell you that the paint is wet you're going to go up and touch the paint it's sometimes it's human nature it's curiosity it's it's what drives our 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 instincts and our intuitions right like we want to know for ourselves what certain things will actually attribute to whatever particular circumstance that you're looking at. Now, you cannot, as, as, as I guess, as things get more complicated, common sense is not necessarily so common, right? Like not everybody, and I noticed this with myself, not everybody spends, you know, three to four hours a day listening to political commentary or listening to the you know a couple hours a day listening to ancient philosophy or you know listening to two hours a day listening to history nobody does that right i think my my entire day at the very least i listen to five hours of eclectic material from random stuff and this is just because of the the benefit i have of my my job now if i could do this on a regular thing and actually be able to support <laughs> my my life and my my uh my interests in this way that would be absolutely amazing daniele benelli i know i love the name but he is a uh history on fire guy uh this guy i think he does like seven podcasts every time i look at him he's got another different a different podcast out and uh he's grinding man that dude is grinding and i think he does it for the most part, from what I can tell, he's just a, uh, I think he was an academic historian and now he's just a, uh, 
regular day-to-day podcaster. That's what he does. So it's kind of cool. Like it's, I mean, that, that, <clears throat> that life for me would be at the very least very interesting because I'm enjoying the hell out of, out of this journey and enjoying what I'm learning in the process. And I, I think one of the best things I like about it is actually being able to tell the people about it. And again, back to what is common. Common for me is basic understanding of <clears throat> how the government works, what exports we have, what does GDP mean, stuff like that. But a lot of people don't know what that is. So rather than assume that somebody knows what something is, it lo- it works to look it up, right? Like this is this is the benefit of the information age. This is the benefit of technology. Now you can use technology for all sorts of things. You want to make, you know, your TikTok dance videos or your, you know, your your animal videos, whatever. Like, you know, do do what makes you happy. I completely get that. But on the flip side, you shouldn't just satisfy desires, right? Like our 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 existence is understanding that if we do nothing but satisfy intrinsic desires with extrinsic uh, remedies, that ultimately what you're going to find is a dissatisfaction with existence. Because you're not feeding the stuff that's inside you. It helps to understand things when you're being angry about something. Politics is a big one because you see a lot of people and still, even still like doesn't matter what somebody has to say for, for some people doesn't matter what they have to say. It just matters what the letter is that's behind their name or in front of their name. Right? So if it's a Republican or a Democrat, the dichotomy is split. And if it's a Democrat that says something, Republicans don't like them. They don't trust them. They don't believe them. Doesn't matter if it even fits in their, their, their worldview. They don't, they don't want nothing to do with it. I saw a guy specifically say that he will never, ever vote Democrat. How, how can you make that argument with the fate of the country in the balance? Like, to me, like, it's, <laughs> it seems strange. Now, and, and you see the same thing, like, you know, Republicans are racist or generalizations and all generalizations, generalizations, pardon me, all generalizations are always a problem. You can't generalize any particular people, class, anything. And I'm pretty biased. I have a big issue with class because I'm, I'm biased with a lot of the um, class stuff because... Not so much the working rich, but I have problems with people that are ultra wealthy that don't provide back into the system. That's where where my struggles are. I hate the fact that the government makes us pay taxes and the bulk of the taxes are paid by the working class. And, you know, and you can argue because obviously the rich pay pay a lot. Like they probably pay more than most of us make in our salaries, right? But that's a drop in the bucket for a lot of these people. And then you hear about people not paying anything and, you know, it gets, it gets frustrating, but the working rich, I'll give them a little bit of leeway because the working rich at least provide jobs and some kind of substance, some kind of existence within our society that perpetuates, you know, a working system. 
Otherwise, the system fails, and you get kind of what we got going on right now. <laughs> like, <that's, laughs> you know, as, as income inequality shifts, it becomes a bigger issue. Now, to back again, just kind of revolving, that's all stuff that, for me, is kind of common. Like, I read, um, I listen more than I read, which could be a benefit. I mean, people always say that you should listen more than you speak, and... I'm not sure if reading falls in that line, but I do. And most of that has to do with the fact that when I'm home, I'm trying to either read, write, or record. And when I'm driving, when I'm working, it's a lot of listening. So I spend a big bulk of time kind of catching up on daily events, um, daily news, stuff like that. And some people, like, you might have that opportunity if, if you sit at work. It's one thing I think about a lot is like how much time I spent listening to music. And I love music. Don't get me wrong. Absolutely love music. So it's not that in any way I'm, I'm, I'm knocking that back. But one of the things that I think that we are as, as humans should partake in is our communities. And it doesn't necessarily mean that you need to, you know, go out and get involved in politics or whatever. But I think ultimately when you start to work around that idea, you start to slowly slip into it. Like most of the stoic philosophers, they, they, they talk about like acceptance and understanding and certain things that, that are natural order of things, but they were always involved. Like it, it didn't change where they were like Marcus Aurelius was still on the front lines of the battles. You know, Seneca was a politician. Um, there's several that were actually politicians that were trying to, you know, one way argue the benefits and of, of, um, equality and the benefits of diversity. And this is, it's crazy to think that this was a thing that they did, you know, back in ancient Rome, like, it's crazy. Like this is not, this stuff is one of the things that, that keeps coming back is that this is not something that hasn't happened before. Now with our technology, you know, with the whole Ukraine, Russia thing, <laughs> again, learn both sides, learn. There's a lot of common sense to that discussion that is very not common. And the corporate media does not help. Absolutely does not help. If you are interested in government legislature, government politics, there are lots of multiple avenues. Even if you're conservative or liberal, you know, get towards the center <laughs> if, you, if you can. And you know what? I don't even, I wouldn't even necessarily say get towards center. Do yourself a favor. And if you are, if you are a liberal person, go listen to a conservative podcast. If you don't know a good center right podcast let shoot me a message i will help you out if you don't know a good center left shoot me a message i'll help you out i try to look at both of the angles one of the best ones that i can tell you to look at is uh rising um it's a hill.tv program on youtube and breaking points with sagar and uh crystal ball that would be those are probably your most to me, nonpartisan. However, people say they're left-leaning a lot. 
The reason why they say they're left-leaning is because they believe in worker rights. They believe in uh, individual thought, like people going out and whatever is good for you, which is a libertarian concept, whatever you go out and do, as long as it doesn't excuse me, affect someone else, it's your decision, right? You have agency over your body. You have agency. And that's what... In the beginning, I think a lot of people were okay with a lot of the COVID stuff, but they definitely were against that um, as more information came out. But, you know, looking at some of the, and, you know, and not, not to pick sides, but look at some of the blue, more blue cities, look how long and look at what they're doing still with COVID, even though the CDC is backing off on most of their stuff and they're still requiring vaccine cards, they're still requiring... That's not, that's a thought experiment. That's not a, uh, I don't believe that this is for the overall benefit of people's health. I don't, I really don't. Now, this is the stuff that is worth conversing about, right? We have these conversations to decide what we think. And then you take those conversations, hopefully to a politician that's not caught up in the dichotomy and of, of, of our, our political arena right now. You know, it's, it's, it's unfortunate. It just, it really is. I mean, there those, those two, if you're a Democrat and a, ha a hard Democrat, and I think more people are independent, more and more are independent, but what that's doing, unless your state has it and Colorado has a variation of it. It's not great, but if you are an independent, if you are a registered independent, more often than not, you will not be able to vote in the primary. In Colorado, you can vote in your primary for either the Republicans or the Democrats. So you're still stuck. And I'd like to think that they would give you the opportunity to pick somebody from both sides. In a way, <laughs> but I think they're more worried that you would sabotage the other side. Like, that would be the argument, right? Like, I'm going to vote for the good Democrat, but the bad Republican. Or I'm going to vote for the good Republican and the bad Democrat. You know, to try to, to stifle the vote. And I, I don't know. Like, it just, it just seems strange to me that everybody's so distrusting that that's where... It's like, no, we, we can't have... The majority of people go out and make an independent choice on an independent stage to tell people that these D's, R's, or these independents or libertarians or whoever have the best options because they don't want us to muck with their system, right? Now, this is, again, this is common sense. This is why you're stuck with the people you're stuck with at the end race, right? Is because you can't make any decisions before that. So it's really important to know how your politics work. And each state's a little different. So definitely get out there. Common sense, not so common, right? Like this is stuff that for whatever reason, maybe they told us in school and I wasn't paying attention or who knows, <laughs> you know, where my mind was at that time. But this is all stuff that that is available to you in the palm of your hand. So if you have a question, and this is just a critical thinking exercise for, for anybody that's interested. If you're, if you hear something or somebody says something, bust out your phone, look it up. 
And then look up, uh, type debunked or look up, uh, pros versus cons and then type the, whatever it is and look at the entire argument. Don't listen to a talking head and then only hear one side of the, the story and then assume that that's the only part of the story, right? Nuance conversation. It's a beautiful thing. Doesn't require a whole lot. Like it's very simple outside of your own personal cognitive dissonance because your cognitive dissonance is what makes it difficult for you to accept incoming information, right? You hear something. Oh, no, no, no. That's not right. Well, why is it not right? Well, because, uh, I don't know. I just know it's not right. Okay. Fair enough. It's, you know, <laughs> it's okay to say, I don't know enough about this subject. So I, I really don't know. I do it all the time and I feel like I'm a fairly learned individual, but it's not, it's not necessary to know everything at all times. If you don't know something, it's okay to not have an opinion about it. It's like, this is how I feel about it, but you know, I don't feel like I've necessarily got any valuable input and most people are pretty set in their ways. So it's not like you're going to change their mind, but I would like to think that every time you drop a little bit of information on them, at the very least, that's going to gnaw at their cognitive dissonance to a point where, where they might step back and be like, I'm going to look that up. That guy, that guy was full of shit. I'm going to look up what he was saying. I want to, I want to disprove him. And I think that's kind of where I got started is I wanted to disprove what people thought. And then I go back and I'd look it up. And the more time I spent looking it up, I was like, oh, well, yeah, it's partially true. I'm still kind of partially right, but that's partially true as well. Look at that. Holy shit. There's a middle ground, <laughs> you know, like it's not, it's not complicated. It's not. And, you know, obviously if, uh, just make sure you're loving everybody, you know, just make sure you're loving everybody. Make sure that, uh, you're doing your best to, tell the people around you that you love that you love them i mean we're kind of on the borderline of a nuclear war to some degree right i mean and there's almost no way out of it uh unless you can get putin to just step down so at the very least love the people you're with love your wife speak in their love language you know, if you're, if you're one of those people that, uh, you know, go buy yourself something, don't go too crazy. Cause you don't never know what, what, you know, one thing about human intuition is that you never know what humans are going to do, right? Like you can have the perfectly laid plan and the always constant X factor will be the human instinct. You don't know what what they're gonna do, you know. There's no, you never know what's gonna happen. So, but at the very least, amor fati, love your fate, love your life. Things might not always go the way you want, and you might not always be happy for whatever particular reason. But it doesn't hurt to sit around and think about. You know, how those emotions are affecting you personally. How these things might help you expand your mind. Abra su mente. You know? 
open your mind. At the very least, I hope that all of you are in good spirits and overall good health. I hope that uh, you're having a good day and you have a good week and a good weekend and uh, all the hurt goes away soon and uh, all the happiness stays as long as it can. So, one love to all of you. Appreciate everybody and have a good one. Bye.